Hello there, friends. If you're new around here, my name is Mike, and uh, if you join us usually here online, today is going to be a little bit different, and uh, I want to share some some scriptures and some ideas that have come directly from my personal time with Jesus and uh, and through some of the resources I've been reading, and I, I hope it will be helpful to you. So. Uh, this won't be, uh, I don't even know if I can call this a sermon, but one of the reasons why we do online gatherings like this, the way we do them, is, is so I'm hoping you get the feeling like we're just sitting together at a coffee shop or wherever you're watching this or hanging out in your living room, uh, spending some time with Jesus and the scriptures and going wherever the text takes us. And today, uh, I... I've just got this feeling like um, through conversations I've been having that, that a lot of us really want to be out of pandemic mode. Uh, a lot of us really want everything to just go back to normal like it was. And for the past six weeks or so, I've been realizing that we're all sick of talking about the pandemic. We're not going to talk about that anymore. But in 2018... In 2016, we were already in depletion mode, but we didn't know it. We, we were already stressed out. We were already full of anxiety. A lot of us were traumatized by the inundation of technology and all of these things that can be wonderful tools, but we didn't realize it. In the past three years or so, we've just realized and, uh, that, that we have names for it. And even, even the younger generation is realizing we need to prioritize mental health and physical health. But I think those things are true. Let's not forget to prioritize our, our souls, our, our soul health. And um, so uh, every, every industry talks about this kind of stuff of, of what do you do when you feel depleted? What do you do when you feel like you have nothing in the tank and you're just scraping the bottom of the barrel? My friends who are in the airline industry, my teacher friends, ministry friends, customer service, retail, it feels like we're all all like experiencing a lot of overlap in, in this feeling of, of just being empty. So wherever you are right now, I, wanna, I want you to listen to this verse from 1 Peter chapter 5. And Peter tells us to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. What a simple thing. Cast all your anxiety on God because God cares for you. Now, some of us can read that verse and think, well, that sounds easy but how do I do it? <laughs> um, there's this, this fancy sounding term to, to me, to my ears, uh, called benevolent detachment. And, and you can Google that term. It, 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 it means basically recognizing that you're not God. It's not non-benevolent detachment. It's not indifference. Oh, I don't care. It's not my job. Someone else has to fix it. But it's this loving, loving way of reminding yourself that you're not God and you can't carry everything. So I want to challenge you right off, right off the bat to, to join me in this, in this prayer. 
um, that, that is a nuts and bolts way to cast all of your cares on God because God cares for you, is to say, to recognize first and foremost that, that we're carrying stuff that's way bigger than us. We're carrying emotions, maybe wounds, or, or I love that translation in the New International Version, cast all your anxiety on him because that's such a buzzword today. But 2,000 years ago, people had worries about financial instability, worries about government, politics, feeling powerless, um, where's our next meal going to come from, sickness, all these things. Peter was saying 2,000 years ago, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And a way to do that is just a several times a day. Just pray this simple prayer. God, I give everything and everyone to you. Yeah, 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 Mike. I know that's a good thing. But think about that prayer for just a second. It's not necessarily a scriptural thing. But before we go any further, I want you to stop, take a couple deep breaths, and, and close your eyes and join me in that prayer. God, we give everything and everyone to you. We give everyone in our culture to you. Our, the neighborhoods and states and nations we live in, we give the world to you. We give all those things to you. God, at the personal level, all the things that are, that are weighing on our hearts, all of our loved ones, all of the, the issues that we're dealing with, God, we give everything to you and everyone represented for just a moment, God. We, we need some relief. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't think because of the way we're constructed, we're human beings, we can't always live in that benevolent detachment mode. Doesn't it sound so wonderful? I practice benevolent detachment. No, we're humans. As we walk through life, stuff sticks to us. Stuff sticks to our, our shoes, quite literally, but stuff sticks to our souls. I wanted to put that tool in your tool, tool belt. What a great place to start. God, I give everything and everyone to you. And talking about our souls and our, our humanity, I want us to take a look at how, the way we're created. Uh, in John chapter 3, there's this discussion between one of the religious leaders in Jesus' day named Nicodemus, and he's asking Jesus a bunch of questions. And there's some stuff in here I want to point out. So uh, here we go. Now, there was a Pharisee a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council, he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into the mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. 
The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear the sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you don't understand these things? So there's a lot of things going on in this passage that are very far removed from our, our context here in 2022. Uh, uh, Pharisees and, and all this, this talk about biology, you know, how can you be born a second time? Which is a very rational question. And in here, Jesus talks about this kingdom of God, and he talks about it often in the Gospels. This, this realm that somehow overlaps with our existence that can sound kind of woohoo, you know, when you, when you talk about it. The kingdom of God, I heard the author, read the author, John Eldridge describes it this way, the rest of reality. There's what we can see and feel and hear and taste with our, with our, our senses, but there's this thing if, in us that, that wants there to be something else out there. And Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God where God's rule and reign, where God is the boss. Things function like they're supposed to. And he's, he's trying to explain to Nicodemus. Nicodemus isn't getting it. But Jesus is saying there's a power available from, from the rest of God's kingdom and it comes to us by the spirit of God. When you give control of your life over to Jesus and God's spirit dwells within you, you have access to wisdom, to courage, to energy, to hope that's somehow beyond the natural world, what we call the natural world. And that power is so much different than human effort. And so many in our culture saying, just pull yourself up by the bootstraps or, oh, it's, it's okay. Don't, don't look over there. We're, we're, we're going back to normal. But Jesus is saying, before, before you were ever born, humans were in need of something bigger than themselves to carry them through their day-to-day -day life. Uh, the Apostle Paul talks about this power in the book of Ephesians. And this is something I've been praying for you, whether you know it or not, whether it's your first time I was praying for you, uh, using the scripture to pray for you uh, before you ever got here. And I, I want you to listen to this because it, 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 it ties into Jesus's conversation with Nicodemus. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your innermost being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know his love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So Paul in this rich language says that the spirit of God is at work in Jesus' followers, that we have access to the love of God like deep in our being, in our humanity, in our flesh and blood. Jesus says at one point, you know, ends the Lord's prayer, make it on earth as it is in heaven. We can experience that as at the personal level 
When we turn over control of our life to Jesus, God's spirit dwells within us. I've been turning this image over and over in my mind the past few weeks of, of an amphibian. An amphibian, it's a lizard you know, or, or frogs. I'm not Mr. Biology. If you're a biologist, I, I apologize. But these amphibians are designed to live and move and, and enjoy the benefit of two different ecosystems, two different realities. And taking that image to us, we were designed to live in this physical existence, everyday eating, sleeping, walking, talking, uh, going around life, but we're also designed to dwell in God's kingdom. We often refer to that as the spiritual realm. And each realm actually offers hope to our resistance. Like, start with the natural world. It's full of beauty. You know, we vacation usually in beautiful places, or even if you go to a big city on vacation, you go to a park that's filled with trees and greenery and, or, or a museum. The natural world is filled with beauty. Uh, the other day I was walking and uh, just thinking over some stuff in my past and, um, and, and getting into this, um, uh, you know, do you have like a negative um, recording that plays these, these same thought patterns. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe I did this. Oh my goodness. Stuff 10 years ago. And I was, I was walking here in Rancho Cucamonga and I just looked up at the mountain, uh, Rancho, at Cucamonga Peak. And it was like God just tapping me on the shoulder going, I've taken you out of that situation. You're safe now. You're literally standing, staring and standing at solid ground. And I started thinking of all these verses. I, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And thinking about, oh my goodness, I'm safe here. I have a new life. That's the old me is gone. Beauty and, and just the, the natural world, God used that to leverage me out of a normal negative thought pattern that I slide into if I'm, if I'm just on autopilot. So there are things in our world that can be leverage points for us to to remember how beautiful God is and God's love, but we were also created to live in the spiritual realm and to draw on the supernatural nourishment through the rest provided in God's kingdom. I love uh, Jesus' words to Nicodemus. You know, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born of water and spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, and the, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Like this, this mystical, <laughs> this, this mysterious thing happens. We get a supernatural heart transplant when you really start following Jesus and turn your life over to him. And we have access to this whole other realm that, that we can't explain. So just a question for you. Are you comfortable with the spiritual realm, the, the kingdom of God? Does that make you pause a little bit? Because Nicodemus was uncomfortable with matters of the spirit, and that's totally understandable. Things we don't understand can be uh, unsettling at first. And, and I mentioned before, like people think it's strange and it's something we can't understand or that it has to be kooky and weird. But this is the realm we were created to live in in God's kingdom with God's rules. It's upside down from our world, but it doesn't have to be weird. 
In fact, I think following Jesus and living according to the rules of God's kingdom is the most normal thing as possible, but it takes some retraining of our brain. And what if God's kingdom was closer than we could ever imagine? I think it's similar to oxygen. Like, we need oxygen. We're amphibious. We live in the natural world and God's kingdom. But we, we need oxygen to live. Our physical bodies do. Take a deep breath. You can't see it, but it's there. Oxygen is keeping you alive right now. Take a couple more deep breaths. The presence of God is like that, and God's kingdom is like that. It surrounds you all the time, and it's available to nourish you no matter what you're going through, even though you can't see it. it can, God's kingdom is supposed to be as normal and natural to us as oxygen. So it's important. We're taking a week just to put our souls on, on your radar, your soul on your radar. How everything that we've gone through and and what we're headed into, the, the future that we're headed into, we need this now, no matter what is coming our way, to, to, to replenish and heal and fill up our souls. Because uh, we're amphibians. We, we have to live and move and, and function in this world. But when we don't, we don't take advantage of all the advantages of the kingdom of God, we're letting our souls suffocate so we need to draw from both worlds because there's a danger of ignoring the beauty in our physical world, but there's a danger in not spending enough time drawing on the strength that comes from God's kingdom. Power, courage, um, strength, hope, it's all right under our noses. The kingdom of God is available to you right now. In John chapter 7, it says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. What a statement. When we believe in Jesus, there's a river of living water that will flow through them flow through you natural beauty this river powerful gorgeous unceasing always flowing that river is meant to flow in you and it's meant to strengthen you that river of living water is meant to heal you that river of living water is meant to restore even your humanity Think about the connection again on earth as it is in heaven. The life of the Spirit, it actually operates in us and it's a day-to-day -day practical thing. We're strengthened from heaven through God's presence in our hearts. So prayer, it's right and biblical to think about prayer going out there. But when you give your life to Jesus, God's Spirit lives in you. God also lives in you. If we can open our hearts to this, we have inexhaustible stores of wisdom and power and courage and patience. So let's ask for it. Let's ask God to reveal this to us.
I want to invite you to pray this with me right now. Jesus, we are thirsty. Jesus, we are dependent on you. We long for your healing. We need your life flowing through our hearts, Lord Jesus, like a mighty river. Dear Heavenly Father, we open our hearts and our souls to the river of life. Let the river flow in us and through us and all around us. All around us. Lord Jesus, restore and renew and heal us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, until we're together again, uh, please don't hesitate. Uh, if you come up with something, come up against something that you're like, this is too big for me and I, I feel stuck, please reach out to us at sgbic.com. We would love to, to walk with you and encourage you um, and, and, and do, do life with you. Uh, so uh, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to us. And, um, and until we're together again, remember, we give everything and everyone to God. So may the Lord bless you and keep you and restore you. May the Lord cause his face to shine down upon you and may God give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.